0: The following podcast on the Your Own Pay podcast network will contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. More information about this episode can be found at yourownpay.com. It's Demasi and Michael, just talking tech. This is a pay on media production. Mallory asked me, she goes, What do you want for Christmas? I said, Nothing. She goes, Do you want a new mixer? I'm like, Why would I want a new mixer? <laughs> I literally just figured this one out. <laughs> She's like, "What well, wasn't there something you couldn't do with you? I'm like, no. Do you see that chord that's kind of looped back on itself? I figured out all my audio problems right now. <laughs> <laughs> she was not expecting that answer.
1: <laughs> oh man. But look, you gotta love it though. Like the offer was was was, you know, I'm sure much appreciated.
0: More importantly, she does pay attention a little bit when I'm bitching. <laughs> true, true. Oh, so Demasi, we hold on st-
1: one sec. Hold on one sec. I want to try something because I haven't had a chance to try this yet.
0: Oh no, oh no. Are you going to send, yeah, me, send music? me music? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll leave that in the recording so people can hear that too. That was weird, and, and it doesn't work with FaceTime. <laughs>
1: uh, it might work now.
0: Mm. so do you have the are you recording on your end yeah okay so you were saying something about building my ego and and stuff like that before we recorded huh? man just use your
1: yeah. battery widget, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously for people listening uh so me and mike have been talking off and on of course about our boards and different little issues that we have encountered ways that we've solved the problems worked around them etc uh unfortunately because the mac either the mac is stupid or or soundcraft is stupid i don't know who to blame this on but i still
0: stupid and we all can be done that's true
1: too or either i'm stupid you're right because it could be something that i'm just completely missing but I still am having to rely on loopback as a tool to handle the independent routing of channels on my board, uh, which is fine because already on loopback, it wasn't like I had to go lay out cash to buy it to fix the problem. But Mike is a fucking genius because he figured out something that I don't know that I honestly would have ever thought about this as no one told me. Uh, maybe it will occur to me sometime, you know, July of 2022. But one thing that Mike figured out, because this board does come in low over USB, uh, typically, just sending audio from channel one or whatever, channel two, it comes in low over USB into any audio application. And we've discussed this on the show before. Mike came up with an idea to say, hey, what if I plug a cable into, uh, Mike, I think you did this with your groups, uh, uh, with one of the groups on on your board first. Take the other end. So the groups is is where we can send audio out of the board for anybody that's kind of new to to this discussion. uh, We have two groups, two group uh, outputs. So plug a cable into that. So now he selects which channels he wants to send audio out of the groups over. But instead of having that go into like, I don't know, some kind of off board device, he just plugged it back into an input channel on the board. And then just adjusted his audio and selected what he wanted to go into the application, uh, whether it be Reaper or Zoom or whatever that he wanted to pass his audio into uh, by choosing which channels he was sending into the groups. Now, for Mike, this solution occurred to him or he arrived at this solution to solve a problem he was having, which is he got some new headphones. I think we talked about those in the last show. Yep, we did. Uh, And... He was now starting to use the master uh, headphone jack on his board instead of using uh, one of the auxes to send his audio out to his headphones. And he likes having things in stereo because he can pan stuff around, which is <laughs> awesome. Like I'm doing right now because I have voiceover panned over to my left ear uh, and Mike is directly in the middle. So everything's great. Mike's probably doing that, too, except he's probably got some you know, weird music playing in his right ear, too, at the same time, because that's what he does. No, I had to turn uh, my
0: music off. It was too distracting for him. <laughs> uh,
1: so Mike's problem was that, though, when he was using certain applications, uh, you were getting audio that was being passed in from everything that was because you have to you, like in order for you to hear Jaws coming out of the computer, or anything else you want to hear. The ch- master button for that channel has to be pushed. Otherwise, right. you don't hear it. Uh, And I think you were having the issue that I think I was running into a couple of days ago, too, uh, before I deployed this same trick of yours, which is because I was hearing stuff, it was also being passed back over master into like a Zoom call or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mike came up with this solution to solve that problem. He's like, now I don't have to send master audio to the computer. I'll just send audio from channel. I think you were using 1112. Right into the computer and whatever I want to go into that channel or come out into the computer over that channel, I'll just press the, the, the group button on that specific channel, which was mm-hmm. a genius idea. And I tried this and I was like, oh, it works. And then, well, I, of course, because Mike came up with an idea, I was like, well, I gotta top that shit. So I said, well, I'm gonna do two things. One, I'm gonna go buy an XLR to eighth inch uh, cable, So that I can actually make some use of these individual little channels over here on the board that don't let them go into because all they got is a bunch of fucking XLRs. (laughs) And then I'm going to plug it into the OX. So then I don't have to screw around with these groups over here. I can just use OX1 for my input. And just turn the OX up for whichever channel I want to pass audio into, which is how I made Mike just hear himself, which I've never been able to do up until this point. Like everything I've tried to be like, oh, Mike, hold on for a second. You should hear yourself. And he's like, nope, I don't hear me. Yeah. And then when he's not supposed to hear himself, he hear himself for a second. <laughs> so this is the first time I've been able to route audio. The other side effect of this uh, setup, too, is that audio now comes across reasonably... At a, at a reasonable level off the board into whatever I'm sending into or whatever he's sending into so for the first time of us using clean feed I'm not boosting my audio anywhere whether in mm-hmm. clean feed or locally on the Mac with my audio hijack trick
0: and in fact, for the I first and for the first time of me doing any audio at all with this board I don't necessarily have to have reaper open to push my audio to demosi because what I've set for the audio in on clean feed on my end is channel 1112. And then I can adjust the volume. I'm not going to, because it sounds good right now of that audio into clean feed. And then if I wanted to, I could press a button to send Demasi jaws or send Demasi himself. I will play with the aux outputs a little bit. One thing I did discover One thing I did discover while playing with the audio and Reaper and whatnot is if you just have audio plugged into one of the groups, and I suspect this is the case with Aux as well, then it will send mono audio, which for VOIP apps is perfectly fine because you don't necessarily need stereo audio going over the internet because then you'll get degradation and audio clicking and stuff like that. Hmm. I discovered that because I sent music I muted the master output of my music which is on channels seven eight which gives me stereo audio and that w- I unpressed the master button and pressed the group button and am monitoring myself in uh Reaper with channels five six and so it went from stereo down to mono possibly because well I no no I'm pretty sure it is sending it mono audio which is fine like i don't need to send stereo yeah huh that's interesting yeah Uh, i I wonder if i had one of those cables you have and plugged in if it
1: would make a difference yeah because this cable i have actually is supposed to convert stereo down to mono so like if i plug i can use this same i actually am using a similar cable well the same cable just longer yeah uh to send audio out of the Mac mini over its headphone jack into channel three of the board which is giving me a more can um, it's get done two things one it gives me a, a dedicated line so if anything ever goes weird like I know exactly where my audio should be coming from uh, if I haven't screwed with it and secondarily when I reboot for any reason, um, and I'm sitting here with headphones on. I don't have to like take a headphone off or or whatever because the the uh, my my login prompt uh, is coming out of the Mac Mini speaker, uh, which is what was happening when I was just sending audio out over the board.
0: So let's play a little rewind sound and say, "What's that that you said you have? <laughs> Are you in Google Doc at all?
1: Nope. Oh, okay." Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> I completely forgot about the Google Doc. Hold on one second. I can go there.
0: That's good. There's really nothing in here. So you have what plugged into what, Demasi? Uh, did I hear that correctly? Well, I mean, I knew. But did the listeners hear that correctly?
1: Ah, They did. They did. So I did pick up a M1 Mac Mini after the Apple event where they announced the 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pros with the M1 Pro and M1 Max. And I picked this up for a couple of reasons. One, like I wasn't moving around with my laptop at all. It was just sitting there Uh, plugged in most of the time because of my dock always giving it power and me having to have the dock plugged in because I needed extra ports, including Ethernet. So traded the MacBook Pro M1 into Apple because it was quick, it was simple, and the amount of money they gave me pretty much almost paid for the Mac Mini. Huh?
0: Oh, I was just chuckling. The amount of money that they gave you was almost the amount of the Mac Mini.
1: Yeah, it was almost the amount of the Mac Mini that I purchased. Uh, I did something interesting that I I normally, typical me, wouldn't really do when, especially when purchasing a new computer, uh, because I tend to be like, "Oh, I got to get you know at least five, twelve gigs of storage, if not a terabyte or whatever." Like, I got to do this. Got to do. And this time around, and I bought this M1 Mini with the intent of it, with with an eye towards like, yes, this is going to be my computer uh, probably for the next year. Like, I'm not foreseeing this being my primary machine beyond the next year. Uh, All things going well. But when I bought this Mac Mini, I bought it with the... Full expectation that once I replace it with, you know, hopefully some new machine from Apple uh, in the future, that is a desktop uh, that is along the lines of the M1 Pro or M1 Max uh, laptops they just announced, I will push this computer down to become a home server or Possibly a business server, uh, actually. You know, just become like a server that runs a lot of things that that kind of keep the business operating, automations, things of that nature, uh, running site builds, a lot of different things it could do. But becoming a a a, a dedicated headless Mac Mini at that point, uh, just for off offloading tasks that need to constantly be running. And so with that in mind, I did not upgrade the storage. So I do have the base model storage at 256. Uh, Did not upgrade that at all. What I did upgrade, however, was the RAM. Pushed that up to 16 gigs, which is the Max for m one machine. And I also upgraded from the regular gigabit Ethernet port to the 10 gig Ethernet port. Mm. Uh, because if this is going to serve duty as a you know, does me no good right now today. Not at all. But my experience with Apple computers over the years, my usage as well as the experience of people around me who have been Mac users like Macs don't really just like die very often. If you completely ignore the past four years of computers before the M1 <laughs> showed up. Uh they're they're pretty solid. I mean, I still have a 2015 MacBook Pro Retina uh, that that runs fine. I mean, it's not nearly as fast as you know any
0: <laughs> anything. <laughs> Can't that even currently compare similar. that to the M1.
1: No, it's not even a conversation. Uh, you know, honestly, so I turned it on. It is sort of like when I went from a 13 inch 2014 MacBook Pro, uh, and I had to downgrade to a white MacBook. From two thousand nine, it's not mm-hmm. quite that bad, but it's it's almost like that, uh, compared to, to comparing that twenty fifteen. But that twenty fifteen still works like it's, it's still uh, a serviceable machine. Now, considering that this M one, I, I expect this computer will be in service probably for the next five to six years if nothing comes along, nothing changes significantly. It's like oh well, got to get rid of that and buy that thing. So. The 10 gig port does nothing for me today because I don't even have a 10 gig capable router. Uh, I most certainly do not have 10 gigabit ethernet. I mean, internet. Internet, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't even have a gigabyte of internet. Uh, And probably never will if I stay my ass where I'm sitting at right now. (laughs) But internal transfers, because what I do honestly foresee this device becoming at some point is a home server. So to run something like Plex, uh, to serve as the wireless backup location using iMazing for everybody's uh, iOS and iPadOS devices, Uh, you know, having media, you know, shared media, things like that there, that 10 gig port will come in handy when my network is upgraded. And I do buy like a 10 gig, you know, switch or 10 gig, you know, router, option because internally i can still take advantage of all the speed that is 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 possible there so you know not going to upgrade to 10 gig stuff this year or even next year but probably 2023 2024 like yeah for sure so that gives me faster internal networking even though you know my external network is never going to be anywhere near that fast come on let's not
0: all let's not ever say never it could something could change and Okay, we get a you're whole dude, happen.
1: Wait, wait. So you mean they fix the government, they fix Congress, and get the shysters out of there, and we get an FCC that actually protects the people, uh, and we get an SEC that actually starts, you know, levying major fines against people uh, companies who uh, lie about their coverage, and we stop giving away all the taxpayers' money to these companies to expand their networks so they can buy boats. All right. Yeah, so let's kinda. take
0: your clip back and put never happened. <laughs>
1: Uh, but also in in preparation of this machine like one reason i was able to just pick the smallest storage because the macbook pro m1 that i had uh that i purchased from michael uh also only had 256 gigs of storage so what i did to compensate for that is i went out and bought a thunderbolt uh enclosure uh nvme Uh, drive enclosure from OWC and stuck a terabyte of storage in that and I can always upgrade that storage just by buying a a bigger drive to swap into that display I mean that, uh, that that enclosure super small pocket size thing it actually was stuck to the back of the MacBook Pro uh did no damage to the, the external of it at all. Uh, otherwise, Apple wouldn't give me my money when I sent it back. Uh, but I couldn't feel any stickiness. But I had a nice little holder that you could slide it into it and stick to the back of the computer. So that worked out great. I have now plugged that into the Mac Mini and that is where the bulk of my storage is for this computer. So internal drive basically only has like, you know, the system, the applications, the application uh, library folder, uh, for my user account. And then just all of the, the folders that Apple, you know, just come natively on your computer. So documents, downloads, all that. So when I initially download something, that is on the internal drive. But then wherever that needs to go, it gets moved out. Uh, Zoom, recordings, audio hijack recordings, all of that stuff is set to be saved to that external drive. And one nice upside to that is whether it's a you know, damage to this computer or or just like, I need to grab my shit and go. Like I can just grab that hard drive and there's most of the stuff that I need right there on that drive as well. So can
0: I make a suggestion to you about your setup?
1: Sure. With zoom
0: recordings and audio hijack recordings, if feasible, possibly might be best to save them internally and then have hazel move them like at midnight or something so that way if something happens with the connection of the drive and and you think you're recording there and you're not then <laughs> it'll move it there and you still have your files just it
1: would be like that time when i was actually recording stuff into google drive <laughs> And then I injected the in Google Drive volume. So, of course, it went. Uh-huh. The audio Hijack did not tell me shit either that time. It was like, oh, right. dude, this recording location is not here. It's like, oh, no, just check it along. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: that is a good idea. Uh,
0: and it makes you set up Hazel rules again,
1: unless you're using mm, Hazel. No, I should need to download Hazel because uh, I did set this computer up from scratch. Are you sure we didn't have this conversation?
0: I'm, we've had this conversation personally. And if well, we, we did, listeners tweeted us
1: and let us know. Cause, like, hey, you talked about this at DL 80. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh.
0: No, because you just got it the day before 82 was published, I th- or uh, we recorded 82. Uh,
1: possibly. Uh, you've had it for
0: what, two weeks now? Three weeks? No, you got your headphones. So maybe we did talk about it. I don't think so. on.
1: The so it got here on like the first of first or second of November.
0: And November so, is almost over.
1: So that would have been two weeks ago would have been the what's the date? the nineteenth? Yeah. We published on Ah uh, no, maybe we didn't talk about it. No, no. We probably didn't talk about it because I had just gotten it.
0: Yeah. See, I kind of sometimes know what I'm talking about every once in a while.
1: I just remember having like almost <laughs> exact same Cause conversation cuz we've had this like, conversation uh,
0: before we just didn't record it maybe maybe we should start just recording our phone calls
1: uh, or we should just reach out to the NSA and be like hey could you share that recording we were talking about this thing so we don't got to say it on the show again
0: we'll just we'll just edit it in and give it to us in a high quality i know you can do that
1: exactly all that garbage bullshit man like give me a give me a flac file i know you got a flac
0: so staying in one spot Is that the main reason why you Stuck with a Mac Mini or What was the reasoning for not Exploring one of the new MacBooks
1: So honestly because I couldn't afford one of the new MacBooks uh, that's,
0: that's a major uh, uh. Factor
1: so that that is a major factor in, in that decision. And the reason I didn't just hold on to what I have and wait is because I don't use a laptop as a laptop enough, I mm-hmm. think, to justify that expense. Uh, and honestly, for the things that I'm doing right now, like, wow, all the stuff that comes along with those new computers is great. Like I've already solved a lot of the issues that those those laptops kind of, you know, have so many people happy about, like the extra ports Well, I bought a dock for that. So, you know, that problem is solved and, and done with. Uh, I don't care about the screen. Uh, I don't do video uh stuff so none of the major things that they've added there are going to benefit me in any way and honestly with the macbook pro and with this mac mini i still have yet to do anything to make the fans come on (laughs) so there's a
0: fan in that mac mini right
1: yes there's a fan in the mac mini there's a fan in the m1 pro macbook pro there's not not one in the macbook air yeah so the, those two things, you know, coupled with the fact that, yeah, I don't move around a lot. Like I'm, I'm not moving a ton. I barely ever really took that laptop out of this room. Uh Especially right. since I moved my office back here to the back. Like it's a much more comfortable setup when I'm back here. I'm working when I get up and leave, then I'm not working. Like that's that, that kind of helped with that separation mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh And, you know, just again, kind of planning for the future. Like, so I personally just, you know, just in case I'm some jerk. Ah, excuse me. I shouldn't say that. All of our listeners are great, but to be fully transparent about what happened with this purchase as well, like I did not buy this computer. The business purchases computer, right? So, For me, it made more sense as a purchase to buy something that I knew fully based off my uses of the M1 Pro would, uh, the M1 MacBook Pro would fully meet my needs. You know, bumping the RAM up probably will give me a little bit more space and it also makes the computer more, you know, gives it more longevity. Uh, And it's honestly overall kind of a better setup now than it was uh, because I can hardwire things in a way for audio uh, that I couldn't. Well, no, so I couldn't. You sh- I shouldn't have done because of it being a laptop, right? Because there was always that possibility, oh, I may grab that shit and yank it and, and take it somewhere. Did I forgot to reroute my audio. Mm-hmm. So now I don't have any voiceover. Uh but mostly like this this is actually a more flexible setup for me right now. Uh and I'm not going nowhere. Like if I do travel, like even my, my potential travel plans for the end of this year have been already kind of canceled. Uh <laughs> you know, mostly due to, hey, I want to build my, try to, try to, you know, recoup some of this, this Christmas money I've been spending on these kids. And uh, my sister came up with a spectacular idea that makes a lot more sense. And we can actually plan long-term for that, which is, you know, doing the kids' spring breaks
0: uh-huh. uh,
1: next year. We go rent like a, a cabin or something like that or a house somewhere where everybody's all in the same place, but we got enough room for everybody to kind of be, you know, spread out and be comfortable. You know, we're not all on top of each other. Uh, and just chill out with the family for like a week. So like that, that sounded that was a spectacular idea. Like financials really didn't play a part in that. Like just when she said it, I was like, that is that's great. I like that Airbnb. And it won't be cold either. R- well, hopefully not. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: So, and you know, I've always wanted a Mac Mini. I've never owned one, so it's a little bit no. of that too.
0: I didn't realize that. I thought you had it at one point.
1: No, I never owned a Mac Mini. Uh, I I always wanted to buy one of them. Every time that I was kind of in a position where I could have bought one in the past, it was like it was kind of mid what turned out to be maybe mid cycle or two thirds of the way through the mm. cycle before they refreshed it. But because it had already been probably like a year, year and a half, two years three years since they had updated it's like well i better not buy one now because they're probably gonna drop one at this next event they have (laughs) and then no mac mini and oh they surely they're gonna do it at wwe nope no mac mini it's like well geez what do they care about the mac mini is it dead and then they released a new mac mini and then they dropped the one in 2018 i was like oh that thing is amazing (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get one, and it was my plan to actually buy one of those uh, until you know. Well, they the rumors got super strong about Apple Silicon being a thing. Uh, you know, everybody kind of knew it was coming, but like 2020, early 2020, it got super. You know, super intense on that rumor. And then they dropped them. But I was like, "Mm, yeah, so I'm not buying nothing else Intel. (laughs) It's a wrap. Like, not after the event, but after the reviews started coming out about the M1. I was like, I'm done. I'm not buying anything else Intel. Unless it happens to be a Windows machine like theirs. And even then, I probably would look very hard at an AMD-built processor, a computer with a uh, amd processor before i would just buy intel because intel has been kind of sucking but no more intel Macs for me period like i won't even buy one cheap uh you know like i think somebody had a, a 2018 mac mini for like 469 and i looked at it and i was like nah can't do it Intel man they're too noisy i don't like fan noise
0: Someone had a Intel 2014 MacBook Pro and I've had that exact machine and I looked at it and they were selling it for 125 and I'm like, mm, no, battery's probably shot on it by now would be my guess.
1: If you really wanted it, you could always replace the battery in that one, but yeah, I, I suspect that's not the only reason that you were like, nah.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. And you know,
1: M1. <laughs> Man, look- well like and what really sold it for me before i ever even touched one or 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 even before you guys got yours is the fact that there were people who you know of course people came out and said oh apple's got to be lying those numbers can't be real or they didn't put it up against this computer yada 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 right when people who are staunch apple mm, haters isn't the right word they're 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 staunch staunchly against apple like they don't buy apple products they don't or or they grudgingly when they have to buy apple product because maybe there's not anything better on the market such as an ipad versus any other tablet out there but they're windows linux android people right and they got these computers and they tested them i was like shit uh they they the thing is amazing like you know of course all the apple blockers are gonna say hey it's amazing uh, but with somebody who is a, a a full-time 100% i'm in the camp of linux or in the camp of, of windows and i build high-end windows computers does youtube does a youtube video and so it's like oh man this thing is really amazing like what they have done is just simply amazing it's like i'm done no more intel at that point so my thoughts on the new macbook pros though like They are truly amazing machines like they did way better than I think any of us speculated they were going to do when they released a higher end version of these chips. I am excited about that because the Mac is interesting again. Like people are excited about the Mac, but I'm excited about the Mac simply because man, if they put these in the laptops, like what are the desktops gonna do <laughs> when they don't have to worry about battery? Like there's no battery constraint. Right. But the thing that's also exciting is that they're still going to be, even with the power that you're getting, they're so energy efficient. And I have become very, very uh, I've been become very cognizant of like the energy draw on these devices, like things that I buy just in general, appliances, all of that sort of stuff. Like I want stuff that's that's Energy Star rated because apparently that's supposed to be good. I really haven't done any research. <laughs> hey, tweet at us if you know Energy Star is a bunch of bullshit. But, um, and, and it's because like, man, the power rates are getting outrageous and they're probably gonna continue to get more outrageous. So yep. power efficiency is a real thing. Uh, that I do know, and you know the efficiency they're getting out. of I mean, you got a 16 inch laptop is getting like 21 hours battery life, which is crazy.
0: It is. It is. It's something you don't really think about until it becomes well, mainly until you start paying that power bill, and then you're like, I need to to find more energy efficient equipment.
1: Yeah, there's that, and it's you know, I mean, be kind to the to the environment in in little small ways, right? I mean, I start upgrading equipment and I'm always looking for, I'm thinking more investment than just purchase a lot of times. You know, Christmas shit notwithstanding because who Mm -hmm. knows about kids and all this crap and they want (laughs) to play with the fucking box. you're like, really? Really? I could have just went to the store and got them to give me that box for free. (laughs) I mean, literally, like, you know, a quick side story. So I told you about this chair, right? You bought this chair. Yeah. Wait, we didn't tell the people about we the chair. We didn't tell the they people
0: the about chair. it, but, but you told me.
1: Oh, uh, well, I'll tell the people about this chair in a second. So I bought this chair. I'll tell the people about the chair now, sort of. So I bought this chair, right, from Costco. <laughs> Just tell them. Cause yeah, because I'm in Costco. And we're in Costco looking for, uh, you know, a few things. We went up to do some grocery shopping and go look around at uh you know, there was a gift that TMO want to get for the kids. Uh, we'll get for Lincoln specifically, which was a Mandalorian. I know that's not his name. You Baby don't have Yoda. to tweet at me and tell me that. Huh?
0: Baby Yoda. Or- yeah, Baby Yoda, but yeah. that's
1: not his name either. Oh, uh, it's not? I haven't even That's not actually the character's <laughs> name on the on the Mandalorian, but yeah, uh, Baby Yoda. It's Baby Yoda toy. I do know he has a name. I think it's like, I don't I don't know what it is, but I know that's not his name. You don't have to tweet us until what actually his name is. Like Yeah, I know. Anyway, Baby Yoda toy from Lincoln. We got that. And as we're looking for the Baby Yoda thing, like she takes her turn down because uh, it was crowded as hell in Moscow, mm. And it seemed like people were all coalescing in the same place that we were trying to go to. <laughs> So That's she so takes cool. a turn uh, down the aisle and there's this random chair just sitting out next to a box, you know, display with a bunch of boxes of chairs, but the random chair just sitting there like, mm. she's like, oh, it's an office chair. I sat down in this chair and I was like, oh my, this is awesome. Uh, shit, I don't got 400 bucks to spend on the fucking chair today. <laughs> Gee, how much is this chair? Man, I don't got this much money for no chair though. Uh, uh, but it's and she looks
0: uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: So here's the thing, like I knew I needed a new chair, right? I I probably have said this to you, you know, off air, plenty of times. Like I gotta get a new office chair. Like that, that is gonna be probably one of my first big purchases, right? uh, Is is gonna be a new office chair, right? Because I know about the ergonomics and I know what it's doing to me with the chair that I was sitting in, so sit down in this chair like it has been a long time since I've sat down in a chair especially an office chair that was like whoa this feels great I could sit in this all day see uh, how much is this chair like, Man, this chair gonna be like $350 $299 I ain't got that money to spend right now I just bought a fucking computer it's $149 oh <laughs> grab me a box we're putting that shit in the buggy right now hurry up before somebody realize they made a mistake let's right. go <laughs> Uh, so I grabbed the chair. The only, th- only difference in the one I picked up and the one that was on display that I sat in is that uh, I picked the blue one versus the, the gray one that they had out on display. Uh, so buy the chair. I the a chair. Actually, I stopped and looked at the app because I was like, man, that box is kind of huge. Uh, if we get it now, it means I'm going to have to get a second buggy. So let me see how much it Let me see if they got it in the store. I mean, on the app. Look in the app. It is 30 bucks more in the app than it was in the store. I was like, all right, just go get us another buggy because I'm not paying an extra 30 bucks plus tax to get that shit shipped to the house. Uh, So, we buy this chair, bring it home, I put the chair together. Very simple process putting the chair together. Uh, I did not put the arms on my chair because I don't really like the arms on my chair because I don't use them. They just kind of get in the way. So, very comfortable chair, extremely comfortable. I will, uh, I don't remember the name of it right now, but we'll have a link in the show notes at JeromeBay dot com slash dm eighty three.
0: That's the um, first time we mentioned the show number.
1: I know that's why I made a point of saying it just then, because <laughs> I realized as I was saying, yeah, <laughs> put it in the yeah. show notes. Like we have not mentioned the link yet, uh, but and you can see which chair I purchased. Now, funnily enough, to me at least, I found this a little you know strange. This chair is technically called a gaming chair hmm. so i didn't notice when i bought it and it wouldn't have made a difference because i'd already sat in it but i did tell i told mike this uh i was like if she would have told me there's a gaming chair do you want to try it out i probably would have like no nobody's sitting in that shit uh but she did she's oh, was office chair I sat down in the chair oh this chair is amazing bought the chair then i found out it was a gaming chair i was like
0: but well, now it makes sense, don't... because gamers will sit around and play games all day long, so they need comfortable chairs.
1: I mean, it sort of kind of made sense when it was explained to me, like, that's exactly what she said, too. And I think you <laughs> said that to me, too, when I told you it was a gaming chair. But see, I'm not a gamer. Right? I yeah. haven't played video games since...
0: Mortal Kombat on the Nintendo 64. I don't even know if Mortal Kombat was on there.
1: but Probably NBA 2K on the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, wow. nope nope it was probably a little bit later than that i did play some a couple of games on the uh, playstation 2 i think was the last time i actually did some games yeah. so very early 2000s uh and you know back then we just sat on whatever we could sit on you know floor <laughs> you were and, lucky I mean, if
0: you could have to sit around and play as long as people play now
1: man jeez like and that's the thing right like you hear about i hear about it but it's like i uh, i don't i don't like those sort of things don't compute to me. I'm like, how do you, how do you do this? So I was like, well, that's interesting because I promise you, if I went to one of these office stores and found a chair that was discomfortable, it would be upwards of five to 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. I believe it. So it does have a weird logo on the side of it though, which I didn't notice until Tio pointed it. I was like, (laughs)
0: <laughs> Wonder what kind of loco it is. That's interesting. Uh
1: it's like a it's like a uh how does she describe this to me? She said it looks like a like a fireball, like a ball with some eyes and like he's got a rocket, like he's he's flying off or shooting <laughs> off or something. I, I don't know. Some gamer shit.
0: So how we got to this is the kids in boxes.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> So I put this chair together. Uh, very simple to put together. And Lincoln's been playing with the box that the chair came in for like a week.
0: <laughs> entertained by it. And- this kid
1: is so entertained. Like, he has made, I mean, this box has become some of everything, man. It, it has been a house, it's been a part of his little town. He built and delivered. It's been every, he's been just so amused with this box.
0: Uh. To be that age again and easily entertained by a cardboard box.
1: Cardboard box,
0: man. I I think we can all comfortably say we got plenty of hours of entertainment out of cardboard boxes. Absolutely. Cardboard boxes helped me slide downstairs when I was his age.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yep, To the bottom falls out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you just fold
0: it down and slide down on it that way, too. Yeah.
1: But no, see, I wanted to sit in it like it was a car and go downstairs. Ah. So the box had had to actually be intact, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. No, I mean, the little kid came out of me when I bought the, uh, what did we get? The washing machine. And we asked him to keep the box because I knew the kids wanted to play in the box and shit. When I saw the box, I was like, damn, man, I wish I could play in (laughs) that (laughs) box.
0: So can you just go buy boxes for Christmas? Do you think they'll be happy with that?
1: Mm, So the problem is women. Uh, you know <laughs> mothers don't stand for such things no I guess I should say the problem is mothers yes Mother, mothers will not stand for such things because look I tried this year to say look don't buy any toys let buy like <laughs> one one big toy or a couple of small toys no more than that and everything else clothes clothes shoes jackets whatever like clothes things you, know, you need, focus you need. On. yeah man Jesus man.
0: so did the toy I'm sorry. Did the Christmas gift that they acquired today come in a box? Because that would be a pretty big box.
1: It is a pretty big box.
0: Ah, okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty big so, box.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is probably they'll play with that, or or at least Lincoln will play with that more than what's inside the box. It'll it'll be hard uh, hard hard toss up probably. So. <sighs> Listeners have I'm to gonna tune say, in around Christmas to find out what we're talking about. Hopefully. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Can't spoil it because, you know, Yeah, I, I don't actually know who does and doesn't listen to this show. But you know, the funny thing is, Mark, they may actually have to get this gift early anyway because we got to put it together. And once we put it, so right now it's in the little uh, sort of storage space under the house yeah. uh, in the box. But once we take it out and put it together, like, apparently it's, it's, it's 67. I don't think it's going to be extremely difficult to put together, but once we put it together, we don't have anywhere to put it where they can't see it cuz it's <laughs> not going to go back up <laughs> under there.
0: It's not going to be that small.
1: So, cuz the the thing is huge, like it, it is it is huge. Uh so I told T, I said, "Well, we're not going to be able to put that together Christmas night without the or Christmas Eve uh you know, night going into Christmas morning without one of them getting up And seeing it because we're going to be like in the living room. Like, we got to use the biggest possible room Mm -hmm. to put it together anyway. And somebody's going to get up and see it. And then they're never going to go to bed. And you know, I actually would like to get a little sleep that night. (laughs) So I said, they're probably going to end up getting there early because we'll put it together, you know, maybe on a Friday or something while they're at school. And then when they get out of school for that Friday, that'll just be their early Christmas present (laughs) because, uh, Otherwise, it wouldn't get put together until they were up and, and then just, just wrap the, the boxes box
0: and let them unwrap the box on Christmas morning so they can have a second Christmas gift.
1: Oh man, <laughs> you and Tia really would hang out well, dude. Like, geez, what <laughs> the
0: fuck? Why'd she say the same thing?
1: Man, no, she hasn't said a chair, but that's exactly what she's gonna say. <laughs> Because when I bought her earbuds, so when she first got the AirPods, and she was before I got the Beats fit, and she decided she wanted those, uh, she was like, "Well, I'll just keep this box, and then for Christmas I'll wrap it up and put it on the tree, uh, and it'll be my Christmas present." Even though already, I, I was like, "What the fuck do you mean?" <laughs>
0: yeah, but the difference is, is my idea. The kids at least Lincoln will at least get more entertainment out of it, and then that toy that you got them gave them entertainment twice.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Throw some potato chips in there and oh. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know, man. We'll throw all their stuff in that box. There right you then. go. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I do. Hmm. But yeah, uh, kid has had all the fun he possibly could with the box of this chair game, man. Uh, but I will say, every time I sit down on this chair, I am happy. So there's my advice to anybody listening, including you, Michael. Tell hmm. Mallory that's what you want for Christmas a new chair. Hmm.
0: There we go. There we go. Yeah, when I have a link, I'll I'll, I'll drop it over to her.
1: Uh, yeah, everybody should get a comfortable chair. Like, if you sit at a desk all day, get a comfortable chair. Although There's the a one, reason these... these.
0: The one that I'm in right now is pretty comfortable, but maybe not as comfortable as that one.
1: Well, I mean, if you're not having any, like, you know, if you don't feel bad sitting in it, if you don't have any back pain or anything like that happening going on, then, you know, it's fine. <laughs> so, I was actually having those problems, yeah. so... Uh, but, for anybody that sits in a chair all day, there's a reason that you know big and small companies invest money into uh, you know there's probably more of a reason besides you know comfort of their employees that they invest in like these aaron chairs from mm-hmm. and, and these you know uh uh miller embodied chairs and you know these fourteen fifteen hundred dollar chairs uh but whatever, get a comfortable chair. I thought I was going to spend that much money. Turns out, hey, go look at gaming chairs if you're looking for it. That's go. the that, real tip.
0: That's the real tip. Go look at gaming chairs if you are like Demasi and know you need a new chair, but don't want to spend as much money as you know it's also going to cost. So. Yeah,
1: because typically between fifty and three hundred bucks, like they're all pretty much kind of the same chair, just wrapped up in a different material, mm-hmm. and they're all equally shitty. So, if you think you're sitting in a comfortable chair, you're probably not.
0: So, Demasi opened the Google Doc and he has literally stayed at the very top the entire time he's had it open. <laughs> <laughs> So, he doesn't know that I'm down here putting shit in the Google Doc uh, for things to talk about. So, he can't help transition into it. So, I'm hold just on, going on, to on. do. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, okay. So, hmm. You know, I don't really have a good transition point for that. <laughs> from that, so I'm just gotta jump into it.
0: I was waiting to see how is he gonna transition this one. <laughs> so I will leave my so, giving you a hard time in the uh, show probably, and then you can say that. <laughs>
1: uh, so I mean, one thing everybody does need is a password. manager you should absolutely get one. I feel like we uh, use that transition every <laughs> time we talk about password. Every time. <laughs> Mike, you have recently uh, taken a look at 1Password 8 and it's now released for Windows, right? Yep. All right, so I have been on the beta of 1Password 8 on the Mac and I've shared my, you know, a few thoughts about it. So I want to hear what you think about the electronified 1Password <laughs> 8 on Windows and how's the accessibility been?
0: So interestingly... Interestingly enough, I haven't actually spent a lot of time in the 1Password app <laughs> itself. I I do open it when I need to get information out of 1Password. Honestly, I hesitate to do it because the experience is not horrible. I think you said these exact words. The experience is not horrible, but they have a few things to work out possibly. Uh, You helped me by telling me control shift C will copy the password out of a item once you select it. And I've learned a couple of the little keystrokes. For example, if you're, well, Let's step back for a second. The reason I haven't opened 1Password that much is because of the fact that I am also on the beta for Google Chrome. And when you are in a username password field or a place where you need to generate a password, you simply tap the down arrow. And if you're not logged into 1Password, then the first time you boot up Windows, it'll prompt you to enter your 1Password. And then additional times... I believe it prompted me and asked me if I wanted to set this up, or it just did. I honestly don't remember. But then it uses Windows Hello, which this computer I'm on doesn't support.
1: Doesn't support face unlock, but yeah. it do, it does like the little short pin thing.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't support that. Biometric. Is
1: cool. I didn't even think about Windows Hello with one password. So that's awesome. Yep. Yep. So
0: if I if I had it running on the Surface Book, it would just unlock with my face, which is super nice because then it's just unlocked and ready to go and you don't even have to think about it. Um, (laughs) And then after that point, you just tap the down arrow and it pops up different username and passwords. I discovered yesterday, I need to go and edit one of my profiles because it tried, I tapped the down arrow while I was filling out a form and it tried to fill in our old address before we moved two years ago. Oh, I need
1: to do that too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Uh, those Those are fillable in Chrome. And then credit cards. It will let you pick from a credit card that's saved in one password, and it can determine that you're on a credit card field. So it knows not to show you the login information for that website, but to show you the credit card information. And then when you hit enter on the card, it will... Well, Chrome says, would you like one password to fill this information? You tap, you hit enter on OK, and then it fills it in. So that experience has been quite pleasant coming from a Chrome user's point of view. The 1Password app itself is best if you disable virtual viewer or browse mode dependent on the screen reader you're using, because then you can just tab through the screen and you'll get to like the search and then a feedback button, which I need to use more of. There's a new button. And then there's an item list where you can choose the filter, credit card, software licenses, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And then if you tab twice, it'll give you a list of all the items in that specific category. Now, one thing I miss being able to do is tapping the applications key or right clicking on something to build it. Let's say I just need to copy the card number because I know the expiration date because I'm looking at cards right now. Then in previous iterations of 1Password, you could right-click it and go down to copy and then copy the information out of the uh, item in 1Password. That does not seem to be the case with this version of 1Password, or of course, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Now, what I can tell you is Control-E on Windows, when you have something highlighted, will allow you to edit it. And Mm -hmm. if you hit Control-N, For new, it'll ask you, what would you like to add to one password? And then there's a... uh,
1: A search drop-down type.
0: Yeah, I just saw that. I'm like, what is this? So if you hit Control-N... You're prompted, and it says, what would you like to add to 1Password? New item, combo. And I'm like, what is this? Pressing down arrow doesn't do anything. Tap the space bar. Then it says, add new list box. login, secure note, credit card, or show (sighs) on categories." So the secret there is to tap the space bar in that combo box, and that drops it down. You just
1: got me to think about, because I couldn't get the arrows to work either. I was going to say, the tip is, type the first letter or two of what it is you want to add, and then it will show up, and you can just tap return all that
0: so go try it demasi go try it and see if it works and let us know give us some immediate follow-up while i'm still talking uh the other thing is is if you want to quickly jump to the search you can hit the slash key and that will take you that moves focus at least with jaws right up to the search field and then um if you shift tab three or four times it looks like it's four times you can get to uh different accounts that you want to be able to search for search in
1: and so adding. quick tip quick tip for you uh, yeah your so one your tip does work uh, if I tap the space bar then I could just arrow up and down that list so I, I didn't try that sweet but uh, hold on one sec so for you try hitting control one and it should say all accounts it does control two Oh, and, I, I just uh, hit control two uh, ah, put you on your... okay.
0: Yeah. So, control one takes you to all of your uh, accounts. Control two takes you to the first added account to one password. And the control three, etc., takes you to. That is awesome. So, see, it's little things like this. I wish I could just hit a question mark and see all of these keystrokes one password,
1: but I can't. Huh.
0: You can in a lot of other apps.
1: Oh, nope. I was in the search field and they decided it was going to search for the question mark. (laughs) Yep, yep.
0: Yep. So that's one tip of a piece of feedback for the 1Password team. Um, And then...
1: Another tip for you, I mentioned to you the other day, Control-Shift-C will copy a mm -hmm. password. Uh, So I think for you it's going to be Control-Alt-Shift-C will copy a one-time password code from within Uh, the app.
0: That is good to know. And... One other tip Demasi shared with me is if you can't figure out how to add an account to 1Password, sign in to that account on the web because all 1Password 8 accounts are available on the web. They no longer offer the standalone version. Is that correct, Demasi, from your understanding?
1: Uh, That is my understanding is that with 1Password 8 uh everything is is the subscription account so I don't think they're offering the standalone application uh at this point yeah so if you sign so that in- is a tilt within itself though so uh before you go back to 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 that that yeah help to help the poor person who can't get their fucking account at it tip mm-hmm. one password at least at the last of my knowledge which is during the early release period uh the word from agile bits was all one? If you go to One Password Eight, you have to have a One Password subscription. Uh, the word and I can't remember who said this, but they I I got it from a credible source. I just honestly can't remember who it was because it's been months. They inquired as to whether or not you would still be able to get the One Password app and use it to sync with other services like you have been in the past, like Dropbox or iCloud or mm-hmm. whatever and the word at that time was one password seven is basically the solution for that uh so it it appears at least at, at, uh as far as i know right now today that if you go up to one password you must have an online one password subscription uh i didn't see any way not to have one either when i did my setup
0: yeah i, th- I think that's still what what's on the blog so If you are using a legacy syncing, well, what would now be a legacy syncing solution, say that three times fast, then you want to explore options to upgrade to using the 1Password syncing tools.
1: So- Do you either want to go with a subscription or you want to stick to 1Password 7 for now, which my understanding is they're going to continue supporting that at least in the short term. That's not going to last forever. Mm. Uh, so either consider going up to a subscription or consider migrating to a different service would be my suggestion there. If you don't want to pay a subscription.
0: So I called Demasi and I said, Demasi, I just can't figure this out. I like it, but this is driving me crazy. I can't add our shared vault because it only brought over my default vault and had me sign into that. And Demasi brought up a tip that I think is the most valuable tip in this entire procedure. And that is if you can't get your account to add to one password, log in through the URL, whether that be my.onepassword.com or your company name.onepassword.com or however you have that configured into your secret key, your email address and your one password. Then immediately after you sign in, if you're using JAWS, I don't know the keystroke in NVDA, um, and I think with Narrator or with VoiceOver, you can just find it, but use M, which will jump you to a frame, which is at the bottom of the page. That frame consists of uh, the option to add your 1Password account to 1Password 8, and you tap the, or you press enter on the add button. It'll ask you to enter your password again. You enter your password again, and then it is magically in 1Password and working just fine
1: which is so stupid (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I figured that out accidentally Uh, and honestly i gotta be honest this worked for me in chrome where i discovered this in chrome uh, I, I've been spending probably about an equal amount of time between Chrome and Safari on the Mac. Because you know what? Chrome doesn't freeze nearly as much. Matter of fact, I don't think it's frozen at all recently. Hmm. Uh, nearly as much. Like, it is a much better experience using Chrome on the M1. I got to tell you, man. Uh, no fan spinning or nothing. Like, jeez, It's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. But I discovered this in Chrome, and it is because, and this is the only time I've had it happen, but just that one time, One time, I signed into my 1Password account on the web. I don't even know why I was logging in. It was not to do this. But I got a ARIA announcement that there was a frame. And I was like, what frame? There shouldn't be any frames going on here. So i would find the frame using the keyboard shortcut on on macOS to find the frame, which is... All of those keys left of the space bar, Control, Option, (laughs) Command, F, or whatever your VO modifier is, if you happen to be one of those people using the uh, caps lock key, uh, VO, Command, F will jump you forward to the frame. And in that frame is where I initially saw that. The second time, actually when I was setting up this Mac, because I discovered that on the MacBook Pro, uh, when I was setting up this Mac, i used the the experience to get my secondary account added to one password and it actually worked and i was like all right that is the that is the working solution as stupid as it is uh, to get that account into one password it's like they don't expect you to have more than one account or something Mm. you set up all these shortcuts to navigate and you're like oh add another account but it just doesn't work i don't understand yeah
0: all of that being said, my, my experience with 1Password 8 has been fairly pleasant. I was concerned about upgrading to it, but I it is I don't even have 1Password 7 on the computer anymore. You can, that's something to be aware of. If you upgrade to 1Password 8 and you're like, I just can't do this anymore, I can't tolerate it. As Demasi said, for the foreseeable future, you can roll back to 1Password 7 and continue using that uh, yeah, as and- it's being supported.
1: Yep, and that downgrade uh, did work for me on the Mac. I tried it out just to see if, you know, it was truthful. They appear to not have made any changes to the underlying uh, vault structure at all. Mm. So that, that does work successfully, even to the point that you can be running 1Password 7 on one device or old, you know, uh, and, and running 1Password 8 on an entirely different device, and everything still works fine syncing. Everything works, so... Uh, like Michael, just to reiterate, like overall, um. So first, I'm I'm gonna say this. Like, I tend to be a very rough critic on things that I like. I love One Password. It, it, it. I tried it. I used it. I mm-hmm. tried. I've tried other password managers. I have not yet tried Bitwarden. I think we brought this up in one show that it was something I was gonna look at. I am still going to look at it. Haven't gotten there yet. Um. Uh, I tend to be hard on things that I rely on, and I only rely on things that I like. I very rarely use something that I don't like. Uh, I really like 1Password. I actually love 1Password. It's one of my favorite apps, Uh, services, whatever. I probably have been and will continue to be harsh on them. Uh, honestly but surprisingly and I think I said this when I first talked about my experiences like surprisingly it was not nearly as bad as I expected it to be and for it to be an electron I'm going to also say this if I haven't said it before when I first heard the words and this was early morning I think I maybe had not even quite gotten mm-hmm. coffee <laughs> consumed when I get a message from this guy just like uh, so what, did you hear about what they did to Web Password 8? <laughs> Uh, I was like, what? It's Electron. And then I jump in a Discord conversation. You're like, everybody wants to tell me, I guess, because I've been chatting up One Password. Did you uh-huh. hear what One Password did? Yeah. Yeah. Then I was switched to Electron. I was like, oh my God, no, stop. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> it is good. It, it is overall, it is mm-hmm. good. Like, to be 100%, it is good. Like, I have been using it uh, since I installed it, actually. I think I rolled back the first time because I was like, I, I just don't have time to. to, yeah. to deal with trying to figure this out but once I actually went back up to it like I have not going back I have not even thought about going back I unfortunately don't have the time to provide the type of detailed feedback I need to for them to polish off the rough edges that are there uh, I, I just don't because I mean I gotta make money <laughs> just, Christmas now, shit,
0: now, Agilebits, if you're listening and you would like some dedicated one password feedback on the Mac, feel free to reach out to Bedrock Innovations, and Demasi would be glad to uh, take on a paid gig for consulting. Well. Maybe I shouldn't speak for him, but right, right. Uh,
1: that's a nice pitch, man. See, Mike is my, my advertising. Uh, so, you know how these people have minders so that they don't say the wrong <laughs> things? See, Michael is my <laughs> minder to make sure that I say the right
0: thing. <laughs> to, to mention the fact that bedrockinnovations.com is now a thing. Yeah, it's a thing, out. man. It's yeah. live.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. Right? <laughs> I like it. I'm still embarrassed on how long it took me to put that shit together, though.
0: Yeah, but it came together nicely from what we hear officially
1: yeah, yeah. i mean i'm embarrassed on how long it took me to get the site up at the first place and no. then i'm also slightly embarrassed on how long when i sat down to do it like it was like bam the shit was done i was like I yeah
0: but was- when you're doing work for clients and other people you don't really have the time or energy to work on your own stuff and i think everyone who's in the service-based business falls into that
1: yeah, trap. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I well, she just had a conversation with a designer who told me the exact same thing. She was like, yeah, "I figured you were busy because I haven't had time to work on my side either." I was like, "Oh, well, okay. Well, I guess this is this is really a thing. This is really a thing. You gotta take care of the people who are paying you because I can't pay myself."
0: Yes. Well, I mean, honest, right now have, I can't even but... afford
1: myself. I mean, no, I can't. I can't afford myself. <laughs> I can't afford to pay the bill that I generated Saturday night. Sunday morning. It's yeah. <laughs> Like I couldn't pay that. <laughs> I don't want that invoice. Don't in send it. Uh, <laughs> but one password is good. I still like it. Uh, I am going to continue using it. They haven't done anything to really truly piss me off. It, it is not even as bad as I thought it would be when I heard the words electron. And I, I'm looking you know me man i'll rage quit some shit in a second (laughs) 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 like man fuck it i don't care i'm out of here uh but it's overall really good it's just little weird edges but you know a lot of stuff has weird edges it's not unusable for me uh so for anybody listening that's thinking about it i was waiting on michael to jump in and try it out on windows because i did that that historically for me has been the roughest part of suggesting or recommending one password is the fact that on windows it seems to go through or has Mm -hmm. over the years gone through ups and downs with accessibility like it'll be good for a while like when i left windows it was fine like it was it was absolutely fine i had to tab a lot more than i really like to but you know that's kind of windows life anyway uh but you know mike has been on windows and it has been kind of ups and downs for him with uh, it i think mike was happiest when they got the browser extensions working uh, yep correctly yep. and those also work great except there's still a little bit of a shit show in safari honestly uh i think because,
0: extensions in general in safari are kind of a little bit of a shit show
1: <sighs> yeah 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 uh, the one advantage and, and here's a tip for people using it in the browser especially if you're in chrome or uh edge edge i need to try edge out again
0: edge is my media player
1: wow mike's using the whole browser just for
0: media playback that's yes yeah that's that's special it <laughs> goes to youtube or music.apple.com because i refuse to reinstall <laughs> itunes
1: oh man oh uh. <laughs> But here's a tip, especially I've, I've been able to successfully do it in Chrome. Either it doesn't, it didn't stick, or I haven't managed to do it. I don't, I can't remember at the moment. But in Chrome, at least, I you can go into the 1Password settings. Quick tip, you can bring up 1Password in Chrome at any time by hitting on the Mac, Command-Shift-X, and yeah, in Windows, control I'm pretty shift sure, it's Control-Shift-X. Uh, and there's a settings button. Go into the settings for 1Password, the extension, uh, and chrome and you can turn off it automatically trying to suggest stuff when you hit an edit field uh for me that is super annoying because like every edit field including some search boxes that are probably mislabeled somehow uh in the underlying code structure it's always trying to suggest you know hey enter one password is available I'm like yeah but i don't need you right now go away i don't Mm -hmm. want you to show up until i tap the down arrow Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I don't get those in Chrome until I tap the down arrow, which is great. Uh,
0: interesting. I might have to play around with that. So I, as we've tried to do a couple of times, we've been talking about picking something that we're using on a regular basis that could be helpful to the listeners. And one of the things that I am using and this is a way I can cross this thing off on our list that we're looking at right now is I am using widget stacks a lot. And one of the widgets is that I'm using is the Siri widget. And honestly, <laughs> when I first started using this, I'm like, this is going to be useless, but I find So I think it's the combination of the smart stack that I have and the Siri widget itself. But when I get up and the first thing I pick up my phone and do is open Overcast. Well, now, yes, I'm still with Overcast. And now when (laughs) I pick up my phone, it prompts me to resume playing the last episode I was listening to. It doesn't prompt me to open Overcast, but... um, Oh, that's even nicer. Yeah, yeah, so I tap that, and it will do that. Now, here's the weird thing. If I go to bed, and right before I go to bed, I'm watching something on Apple TV... It will it'll prompt me instead of doing overcast, would you like to resume this show? And I can tap play and it will uh, resume that show. So I'm growing more and more to like the smart widget or sm- I'm using a smart stack with widgets. And here's a tip that I don't know if people were aware of because I wasn't aware of until I accidentally discovered it, even though Demasi probably told me this, but I'm not sure you can use three finger flick up and down to flick through your widgets and quickly move to the next or previous widget. uh, If you highlight the widget and use your three fingers with voiceover to flick up and down. And so right now I have carrot, I have deliveries, I have the Siri smart widget and I have two other ones that I don't really use, so I don't remember exactly what they are right now. Uh, Todoist. No. And don't get me uh, started on Todoist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't got time for that one. Uh, but, but that's that's been my experience with it. And so I'm going to say if you're looking, if you've, if you've known about widgets and you haven't played with them, give it a chance. Explore them a little bit because they can be helpful for sure.
1: Yeah, I I can second that. And yes, I did tell you about the three finger flick up down for the widget because I told you it's slightly annoying. Like it's handy, but it's also annoying that I have to find, I have to make sure I move to other space on the screen before I can do the three finger flick down to get spotlight to come up. Uh, And on my main screen, because I only have a widget on that, on that screen, uh, I have to touch the item picker the, you know the page switcher thing at the bottom uh right above the dock and then do a three finger flick down to get spotlight to come up because you know what strangely enough on the iphone you cannot be in the dock and do a three finger flick down to get spotlight very stupid doesn't work though
0: i remember what the other two are because i muted and looked <laughs>
1: So you the, didn't remember, you just yeah, looked to see yeah, what they yeah, were. Yeah, the battery widget.
0: Yes, I did move that back into my <laughs>
1: <laughs> And
0: then Overcast Player. I don't know why actually I have that one on there. I I don't know that I've actually used it, but that
1: one. Probably on because there. like me, you probably just want to see what it looked like. Yeah. Because you were on the beta at some point. I don't know if you still are.
0: I am not. I should jump back over there because it's in Test Fight.
1: But. Uh yeah, well, there's there's not a recent update. I think what's in the store right now is is, is the most recent thing out. Uh, so and yeah, I I actually so here's a funny thing, and I don't know how this happened because I set up my own widget stack and then made it smart. Right, you can you can create that's another tip for people listening to. Apple has their their like the, a default smart stack as they call it, and you can drag that onto your screen and make that make that your widget stack. And then you can go in and switch out the apps that they remove the ones that you don't use, etc. Like all of that stuff. But you can also just build your own. Uh, you know, add a app, add a widget, and then just add a second widget. And so long as they're you know similarly sized, you can add drop that widget on top. You'll get the option if you highlight the widget and flick down, it'll say make a stack with this widget and the thing you're trying to drop. So I had a stack that mine had Carrot Weather, Fantastic Out, Todoist, and I added Siri later because I was like the Siri widget actually is kind of smart on the phone. Like it, it does actually mm-hmm. routinely get things right. Sometimes it is weirdly wrong. Like for some reason at eleven thirty at night, it was one of my suggestions was call Latia Brown. I was like <laughs> I don't call anybody at this time of night. Why the <laughs> fuck would you recommend that? Uh also, why are you even on my screen? Because you're not the thing that I want to look at. But it, usually it's okay, right? It's it's okay. Right. Now, uh, for some reason, and I don't know how this happened because I did not add this widget, but I now also have the battery widget there <laughs> or, or I'll take it back. I'll take it back. It could be the battery widget, or it could be something to do with the Siri Smart Widget. And when one of the batteries on my connected devices is low, such as either my iPhone, my watch, or now my earbuds, that's cool. Being able to get your earbud battery, you know, right there on the phone. Uh, Yeah, I know people have been doing it for years. Uh, I get that widget to show up, and when I, whenever, and I never see the battery widget unless stuff, something is low which you know alerts me like oh i should let me see what was battery is low oh, the phone is at 82 percent uh the watch is at you know 67 oh the earbud well the earbud is at 19 percent oh okay so that has been handy and it does routinely show me what i want to see like i see the calendar come up only when i have an event coming up uh at some point in, in the near future uh only she cares about whether stuff is changing or, or there's information on these. So like it, it is super handy. Which is stacks. Yep. I think I am going to share a, 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 a product that I recently picked up that is uh, pretty awesome if you need such a thing. Uh, so th- this is kinda gonna be two things wrapped up in one. Uh, So I mentioned the dock that I was using before, which is an OWC Thunderbolt 3 dock, which is for sale, by the way, if anybody's interested. Thunderbolt 14 port, Thunderbolt 3 dock from OWC. That used to be one of my favorite devices. But when I got the Mac Mini, I was like, you know, one, this thing has always been too big. And I don't need the Ethernet port. And I don't need, you know any of the other ports, i needed other ports but what i really wanted was more thunderbolt ports uh slash C ports and a couple of a ports so what i found is a device uh, and i actually heard about this fairly enough i was going to go probably buy the owc dock uh or hub uh that gives you extra thunderbolt uh, ports, but I kept looking at it and I kept not pulling the trigger on them because I was like, man, it needs to be on sale or something because I really don't want to pay that much for it. And Jesus is going to be big, etc. Yada yada yada. Well, listening to a podcast and I uh, heard the guy mention, <sighs> hold on, I gotta remember the name of this shit. The Cal Digit. Mm. Uh, he was talking about the Cal. So he was mentioning his Cal Digit Thunderbolt Three. Doc, which is something similar to what I had with OWC. Uh, didn't look at that, because what he mentioned that really fascinated me was what I really want, this is what he said, what I really want is the Digit Elements Hub. But there are a lot of stock everywhere. And what this is, and I'm going to tell you what this is. Now Now me talking, I'm not him talking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but what this is, is it is a hub a powered hub, so it does have it does have a uh, uh plug-in power. It is not uh powered by the port, so you plug it in. It has three, I'm gonna say no, I'm not gonna say it that way. So it has four USB A ports. Uh and these are USB three point two, whatever generation number that will get you up to ten gigabits a second. Uh if, if your device and cable support that. Uh, it also has four Thunderbolt, four ports slash USB-C because of course Thunderbolt does go over USB-C. So these ports can be used as Thunderbolt ports or just as regular USB-C ports. Now, in actuality, you have three USB-C slash Thunderbolt ports because one of these ports is your port that connects it to your computer. To my knowledge, that's the only thing that port can be used for. I actually haven't tried plugging anything else into it to see if it works what i like about this is it actually gives me exactly what i need um which is more thunderbolt slash C ports because then now i can plug in a thunderbolt device if i need to or i can just plug in a regular C with no adapters i got additional a ports and they're all up on my desk versus where the mac mini happens to be which is under the desk so okay, i don't want to be reaching up under there to plug stuff in and unplug it this thing is super small uh my thunderbolt dock from owc i'm gonna say that it is a roughly a foot long that might be you know from left to right you know the long way is probably about a foot long it's probably about a couple of three inches deep uh my measurements are probably slightly off because i'm a very bad judge of inches but it's, it's fairly big this thing uh hold on one sec because i have my phone here and i didn't do this until right this second so i have the iphone 13 mini my phone is longer than this thing than, than this dock is by a little bit Uh, it is very small it is like handheld size Uh, the power adapter uh, it's a small rectangular device it's made out of you know like some type of metal I'm gonna assume Probably aluminum Or something along those lines I didn't look that deep into it uh, I just looked up the device And was like Oh cool That is amazing And then it was out of stock Everywhere And then Amazon got some And I bought one And I opened it And I was like Wow this thing is small And I was like Oh I think I in love Uh and one of the reasons I'm in love is because so the way mine is oriented is I have the power cable coming out uh, of the back or the back is facing, you know, away from me uh, on this backside has a power cord, one, two, three USB type C slash Thunderbolt four ports. All right. On the right side of it is the port. And this is how I knew exactly which port to plug in to connect it to the computer. Again, I don't know for sure that it matters, but I assume there was some significance in this one port being off to the side. Uh, I will actually test this uh, and report back if this would work with a different port. But on the right hand side of it is a single Thunderbolt 4 port slash USB-C. Do I have to keep saying that? We think everybody got the point? I think so. Okay. So on the right side is, uh, another, you know, uh, the, the fourth Thunderbolt four port. Uh, and that is what I have connected, uh, the cable to the computer with, and then on the front facing me are four USB-A ports. And one reason that mine is, or now this thing is small. You can stand it on its side. You could, you know, kind of orient it anywhere. I have it kind of up towards the front of my desk, uh with all other peripherals on my desk being pushed way back to the back, uh, except for my keyboard. Now, the only thing I have plugged into this right now is a uh, two bay, um, 2.5 inch uh, bus powered uh, hard drive enclosure. So it has two two drive bays in it. Very small device, uh, works very well. Uh, that's connected to one USB-C. My monitor is plugged in with USB-C to, the, uh, to a second port. I have one open USB-C port. On the front, I have plugged in uh, a external DVD reader slash CD burner because I just ordered my kids' school pictures and they just got here and a part of the package I bought gave me a CD with all their digital pictures so I can upload them to Apple Photos. Hmm. Um, I have a combo cable which has uh, micro USB and then the two caps for USB C or Lightning uh, coming out of the front. That's what I use to charge up the Pixel, which was dead, by the way, Mike. You were right; <laughs> <So> <laughs> I thought it was dead. So, she was dead. Uh, so I use that to charge up stuff uh, when I'm at the desk, uh, and also have my uh, YubiKey uh, Five Nano USB. Uh, key plugged in here. So I just reach over to this one. I need to authenticate with my YubiKey and touch the front of the little uh dongle. And and this is one of those little small uh YubiKey devices that kind of sits flush into the port. So like it's not jutting out in any, any way. So it's like flush with the with the port. Uh I actually had to tie a string to it so I could easily get it out if I needed to. Uh, but that's my recommendation. I really like this thing. It is a little on the expensive side, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's not cheap, but nothing Thunderbolt is. No. The thing I like about it more so than anything is one, its size, which I wasn't prepared for when I ordered it, but more so to the point, it gives me additional Thunderbolt. It gives you additional Thunderbolt ports, which again serve as also just regular USB C ports. As a USB C port, It'll do the 10 gigs uh, if you've got a device that supports that, so external drive. But when you want to step up the Thunderbolt, you have that capability. And it will work with Windows computers uh, just as well. It will work with Windows computers that support Thunderbolt 4 or uh, so. There you go. I like it. It's small. It's super compact. And it's super useful. But also, the second tip I said is going to be two things dropped up in one. I've been talking for a long time. Uh, CalDigit. If you are looking for hubs of any sort, it doesn't have to be Thunderbolt. They do offer uh, just USB hubs as well as some uh, USB-C docks as well to give you, you know, HDMI and all of that stuff, but also just some different hubs. Uh, They make seemingly high-quality stuff. Uh, I will say that.
0: And we will have links to those. I was playing around with Google Docs. Uh,
1: What is that?
0: I was playing around with Google Docs, got distracted with the potential of a promise of being able to use Markdown, and then I realized it lied to me. And even with the add-on, I can't use Markdown. Anyways, we will have links to Demasi's chair, his recommendation, and I think that's the only two links that we're going to have in this week's episode. Oh, man, we got
1: a link to... Oh, no, man. There's more links. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can't remember right now. But um, if you
0: want to know what links we ended up coming up with after editing the
1: episode, you can
0: head on over to youronpay.com forward slash DM83 and take a look. And I'm on Twitter at Payom, payown, P A Y O W N. He's on Twitter at Damasi, D A M A S H E. And the show's on Twitter
1: at the DM series.
0: There we go.